Welcome to Microdose Psychedelic Insights, powered by The Conscious Fund. This is the sci-fi series, discovering the cutting-edge science Welcome and back, research everybody. in Another psychedelic medicine. Welcome back, everybody, the sci-fi podcast, where we talk to leading industry experts, clinicians, and researchers to unravel the mystery that is psychedelic science. And I have to say, today's episode is one I've been looking forward to for a while. Uh, we're speaking to Robin Arno, CEO of Andromeda Entertainment, and uh, one of the creators of something that's called the Technodelic. Uh, I love his... Uh, the, the way that he combines technology and psychedelic medicine is really novel and unique. And I, I think we're going to have a really great conversation. And I'm just, I'm really excited for it. It's something I've been looking forward to for uh, quite a long time. So Robin, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you. I've been looking forward to the conversation myself. Awesome. Uh, so for those of us that are listening that might not know you as well and what you're up to, uh, if you could just share a little bit about that and yourself, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. So um, years and years ago, I started working on a project called Sound Self. It actually came to me in a psychedelic journey. Uh, and I had my first experience of oneness, which was a little bit of a, a world shaker. And I realized after that experience, because I was a game developer, I realized that I had the tools as a game maker to, to create an experience a fee, which is a feedback loop. A game is a feedback loop to create a feedback loop that could bring a person into an experience of divinity, an experience of oneness, um, and that it's it was actually just a matter of um, disengaging certain activities in the mind, and that a game design could do that. That was the that was the insight I had, and and it took a long time to develop because I don't think anybody's made a game to that end before. It took a lot of trial and error. And it was a very intuitive design process. But years and years later, we released the game as a virtual reality experience uh, for Tethered VR. And now we're developing it specifically for psychedelic therapy so that psychedelic therapists can use this experience to give people their, their, safe, their first taste of oneness, their first taste of um, non-dual consciousness so people who are anxious to dive into a roller coaster, which is psychedelics, and you know, you know, there's no getting off until the end of the journey. You could give them this this te technological taste, which which actually does. I imagine, you know, if your listeners are uh, a little like, ah, yeah, really, a uh, piece of technology can induce a an altered state like that. Like, I I totally respect and understand the um, uh, the what would the word there be. Um, not not cynicism, but but the 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 doubt, the um, uh, skepticism. Skepticism, yeah, yeah. And and I'm sometimes a little skeptical myself, even though I've been making it for years because I, my experiences with psychedelics have been so powerful. But then time after time, I see people go into it, and I have experiences myself with it, and it it it, it is shattering my own. Even as its creator, it's shattering my own beliefs about what it is that can provoke and produce these sorts of experiences and what, what it is that cannot. And technology does not fit into the category of what cannot. What This is what we're seeing is that we can use technology, we can use game design to provoke altered states. Yeah, that's really, really fascinating. I remember reading some early studies where they were using lights, uh, what was it called, photo... Uh, forget the forget the term now in rats, you know, to elicit certain neurotransmitters or physiological responses, um, photoreception or something of the sort, you know. And they were it was really groundbreaking when it came out, you know, that they were able to modulate brain chemistry with just light and sound. Uh, and essentially, that's what you're doing, and that's really incredible. 
Yeah, people have been doing this for a long time. You know, any of these individual technologies for brainwave entrainment. So, you know, there's strobing lights, there's binaural beats, there's music. Right. Um, tying that all together with an interactive piece that for so for sound self, it uses the voice and the breath. So as you're as you're in the experience, you're vocalizing, you're using your voice, you're using your breath, and the whole system is responding to your voice and your breath. So we have all these technologies that have been used for a long time to provoke altered states, um, and we're tying them together with an interactive feedback loop that continuously brings the user's attention back to their body, back to their body, back to their body. That's really fascinating, and it sounds like this uh, project started to sort of create a psychedelic experience in lieu of actually taking psychedelics. But now it's sort of headed to both that and integrating these fascinating tools into the psychedelic therapy model. And I think that's really interesting. So when did that shift happen or addition happen? And uh, wh what are you excited about as far as all that? Well, I've, I've been tracking the psychedelic, the new psychedelic renaissance since, you know, for the last five to eight years or so. And, um, and, and it's so very meaningful to me. It's been part of the inspiration for this project from the get-go. And, and to me, this is an opportunity to, to bring this experience into a domain where it can really provide meaningful work for people. And, and meaningful work, like so Sound Self, you know, you can buy it on the Steam store and you can play it like projected on the wall or in virtual reality or whatever. You can have a really positive experience with it. You know, the, our Steam reviews are filled with people who are like, I've tried meditating before and it's never worked for me. And this just brought me somewhere that I've heard about or, or people even, you know, this one's kind of funny, but I, I, I bring it up because it's. It's it's relevant. It's interesting. Is is I've had one review of somebody saying that they play sound self and then they play competitive shooters and it just radically increases their uh, their precision, their accuracy, yeah. their flow. It just makes them better gamers. So that's meaningful to me and that's great. But but we're onto something here that's that's really really powerful and by far the most powerful experiences we've seen with it come when you have a facilitator present to bring you into it to help you out of it you have somebody present with you to kind of help set expectations and so on. You have a, a ceremonial setting. So maybe you're drinking tea or something before it. All of these things, set and setting, presence, having a sitter, these things that are valuable to psychedelic settings are actually also incredibly valuable for this experience and amplifying it. Um, I'll also add adding medicines like cacao or, um, marijuana or psilocybin can also radically amplify the experience. So it just fits really neatly into the psychedelic therapy model. It happens to address an issue that psychedelic therapists are having, which is overcoming people's initial anxiety around uh, having those experiences, especially given the fear tactics that many of us grew up with around these medicines. So sound self can be, yeah, so to me, it's really exciting. I can use this tool and I can offer this tool as a way to help scale this medicine, which is tremendously meaningful to me. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really incredible. And I'm sure you'll be able to gather a lot of important data through um, the wearables. And I don't know if that's something you're looking to do, uh, but uh, it's something you, you could do, is it? Uh, something yeah. you're aiming to do okay yeah it's something we're aiming to do we don't currently integrate any technology for capturing that data yet but oh. the next iteration of the software would would certainly capture capture data with you know with user's consent of course sure what would you do with that data would it be to optimize user experience 
Um, yes, it would be to optimize user experience. Right now, the software runs on a heuristic. It can, it can detect approximately how relaxed you are just by the rhythm of your voice and your breath. So we would use that data in order to, um, in order to produce a more fine-tuned experience for the user and also in order to help hone the design so that it's, uh, it's, it's using elements that, that are provoking these responses for people and it's not using elements that are not. And it also help this. This is a new field of design, and being able to get more information on on this field of design is going to help it grow. Wow! Yeah, that's really cool. Um, this is more of a basic question, but how did you get interested in psychedelic medicine, and what got you, uh, you know, um, so passionate about this field of study? Yeah, to me, it started as for so many people as novelty. It's just like, oh, this is, you know being interesting and could be like yeah sure I'll, I'll so my first psychedelic experiences were on psilocybin when i was in my early 20s maybe late teens late teens and um um had a really powerful experiences with them um i mean, I mean i'll say novel they didn't go deep they were just like fun it's just like wow everything's colorful and alive and and so i um uh, then i went to amsterdam with some friends of mine and uh and i thought i you know, thought I'd been around the block a few times. And so I just took a massive dose and, um, that was weird, but it absolutely shook my, my foundational reality. And it wasn't a safe setting. Um, I would, you know, we were out in the town walking around, going to different bars, sitting places. Um, and, um, but it, it still shook my reality and was very, ultimately very powerful, positive experience. And, um, that, began a a deeper relationship with these medicines for me as I recognized their power and as I recognized as I developed in my own spirituality my own spiritual practices and my own spiritual interests really began from uh, in practice began from psychedelics and I think that's true of a lot of people yeah no that's really fascinating I'm glad that you shared your first experiences you know with uh <clears throat> psychedelics because i always like to ask my guests that and some people are more candid than others so i, I appreciate you just you know going into it because i think that's so uh well interesting but also important you know because it gives you a perspective that you otherwise wouldn't have uh, in creating what you do and i think that's really uh valuable yeah it, it it's i've been my work has been very informed by psychedelics i i believe you know i'm going to drop that word believe i witness and i think uh, and i trust um, amongst the people in my life who also witness this, I trust them more. I trust their humility more. Um, I witness there's an intelligence to these uh, plants and fungi that uh, humans don't haven't cornered the market on intelligence. Um, we've just cornered the market on a certain type of intelligence that we know how to recognize and language sure. and so on. And language is totally badass. But there are, of course, other kinds of intelligence and that and they do communicate with us. They communicate with us when we when we adjust these things. And so um, to me, um, having a relationship, a relationship with psilocybin, a relationship with ayahuasca, having conversations with these beings, um, many, many, many of my best ideas and my best, um, what's brought me back onto the straight and narrow path have been these conversations with these, these humbling conversations with these intelligences. And sound self is not an idea. Like I didn't sit and come up with it. You know, it was mm -hmm. given to me. Uh, by the medicine. Wow, that's really fascinating. What uh, medicine in particular? That was LSD. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. Really, really cool. Very, very cool. Um, what are you most excited about moving forward as far as the, you know, what you want to see uh, Soundscape and Andromeda Entertainment go into in the future and then just the industry overall as far as its integration with, you know, new cutting edge technology? I know yeah, AI sure. is a big part of it. So uh, just <clears throat> I'd love to hear your thoughts. Sure. So it sounds self. Um, I know there are other Sound experiences self. called Soundscape. Okay. That's fine. Um, uh, for anybody wondering, it's S-O-U-N-D-S-E-L-F. So it's like sound, like you might hear and produce coming back to yourself. The things I'm most excited about are, uh, I'm really excited about the growth of psychedelic medicine, the new psychedelic renaissance. I think that, uh, I mean, our civilization needs a lot of healing. And I think psychedelic medicines yeah. have a lot of the healing that so many of us need. Uh, and I just imagine a generation of intelligent, safe use of psychedelics is going to have a, a massive and permanent impact on our civilizational values. So anything that we can do to serve that growth and to uh, help calm the resistance to that growth is, is really meaningful work to me. So as far as me, my work in my company, it's about taking this one tool that, that has been developed, that, that I've developed and developed with others, <clears throat> really fine tuning it for psychedelic therapy, redeveloping it for psychedelic therapy, and then also bringing other experiences. So there are other people who are developing interactive experiences. And to me, interactivity is, a, is an absolutely a key component. Um, psychedelic medicines are themselves interactive, and I'm, I'm just not interested in You know, there's a lot of great psychedelic music and psychedelic art and so on, but having the interactive component really brings your body and yourself into the experience in a way that makes it much more profound. So... But how do you distribute these? How do you get people using them? And so on. These are complex challenges that my company is working to solve. Yeah, no, that's something that I was just thinking about as far as accessibility goes. How is this something that's going to be scaled? And is it just going to be something that will be, uh, like most things, fairly expensive at first? And, you know, uh, hopefully will trickle down to the general public over time. Or how does that work? For what we're doing, it's actually not that expensive. So when we developed SoundSelf initially, it was virtual reality. And, and right now, it's only tethered virtual reality. So mm -hmm. unfortunately, it doesn't run on the Quest yet, although mm -hmm. although it will. Um, but the psychedelic product, we realized it's just a lot to ask people who aren't necessarily technologically savvy to get set up with a virtual reality computer. It's a lot of cables. There's a lot of fail points. Virtual reality is still in its infancy. And so we can use, we decided to start using more robust technologies that don't require as expensive a computer. So um, for SoundSelf, we call it SoundSelf Pro. It's the psychedelic therapy version of it. Uh, we don't use virtual reality anymore. We use um, light and sound. Um, so we use uh, what's called AVS glasses, strobe glasses, LED glasses. Wow. And they plug directly into your computer and sound self takes control of them and controls how bright they are, uh, how fast the strobe rate is, the color, etc. And then we're also using haptics. So that can be okay. a vibroacoustic table. Right now, vibroacoustic tables tend to be pretty expensive, but there are companies making mm -hmm. less expensive ones. Uh, right. That can be uh, vibroacoustic vests, which are becoming more common, like the Wooger. So we've got this whole setup now that's it's actually not that expensive. The hardware runs you, you know, a few hundred bucks, uh, a few hundred more bucks if you want haptics, which which are great. The software is inexpensive. It's a $30 a month subscription after the first month for the for SoundSoft Pro. And it all just integrates really elegantly and easily. 
So I, I imagine it will get cheaper over time a little bit. Like we're already seeing the sound tables are getting less expensive. Um, the, the LED glasses, I don't think are gonna be changing price very much, but it's certainly less expensive than virtual reality. Sure, sure. Uh, so if I understand correctly, you have, I mean, several products or several digital offerings and some can be used in conjunction with psychedelic medicine and some are meant to recreate psychedelic experiences. Is, do I have that right or is it? We only have one product designed for psychedelic therapy right now. We, okay. So my company is, uh, we're, we started as a games publisher. And mm -hmm. so we have, uh, with, with a focus on virtual reality was our focus. And then mm -hmm. uh, I'm developing the part of the business which is focused on psychedelic therapy and how can we create tools for psychedelic therapy. And we're really focusing on sound self for the time being for training psychedelic therapists, for helping psychedelic therapists introduce new clients to psychedelic therapy work and also to use it in the integration process. And once we've got that nailed down, I definitely expect we'll be adding more products so that you have a whole suite of um, psychedelic, excuse me, psychedelic therapy tools and therapeutic tools in general, interactive tools that, that a therapist could use. Or even that, you know, if you're, if you're a, uh, an avid mind explorer at home that you could use, you wouldn't necessarily need to go to a therapist, although that's, that's a really ideal environment. And I think that's and, and, and again, when you're talking about these tools at home, for <laughs> instance, are you talking about people consume psychedelics at home and then they use these tools or there's a, not necessarily a need for that or it's compatible with, it. with both? You, you wouldn't, wouldn't need it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. We, I mean, we're producing some of the same, you play sound self, uh, with uh -huh. the glasses and right. uh, you're, what we're seeing is people are having very similar brainwave responses to psychedelics. So you're it's, doing brain imaging studies. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. It's really cool. It's really cool. Wow. That's really amazing. I love the, as a clinical biologist myself, you know, I love the, the medicalized clinical approach that psychedelic medicine is taking. Uh, you know, cannabis didn't do that. Uh, cannabinoid drugs were not really successful in that, you know, regard as far as IP and derivatives and things goes. And, you know, the 60s and 70s was a total bust with Sandoz just sending LSD to everybody. So uh, I'm really grateful that we're doing things right this time. And, you know, people like you are going through the trouble of uh, clinical trials and, and, and psychedelic science and research, you know, because that's so important for us to uh, get to where we need to get to. Yeah, we don't want to make the same mistakes that our forebears made in the 60s. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I, I'm really interested to know uh, what is your team like? Like, how did you put a team together, you know, that uh, can match that very ambitious vision you have? And, you know, I'm sure you love working with them and you've curated an amazing one. So if you want to say a few words about them, that'd be cool. Yeah, we have, we have a really great team. It, it takes all different types, you know, and, and, uh, you, you got to complement each other. I'm, I'm a fan of the wealth dynamics chart mm -hmm. in terms of putting a team together. For those of you who don't know it, it's a, basically a personality wheel. So, um, you know, you need, you need the creative spark type and that's very much me in order to create the product and, and drive it. You need someone representing it, but you also need someone who, who's just obsessed with the numbers. Otherwise you don't have a business. You right. need someone who can talk to people. Otherwise you don't have a business. You need somebody who can make deals and who can negotiate. And otherwise you don't have a business. So <clears throat> the, uh, <coughs> I'll speak of the the um, my other co-founders at Andromeda. I have John McClellan, who's a uh, 
jack of all trades financials and he's really the bones of the company uh, so once he and I started to work together, it really freed me to be more creative because he could just take care of all the company stuff. And and, uh, and he loves doing that. We have Heather Ray, who I've been working with for years and years and years, and she's a real people person. She represents the brand really well. She represents us at events very well. She makes friends easily and gets excited about what we're doing. We have Lyle Maxson, who's just a massive visionary of partnerships. So if anybody listening to this has reached out to us to to – uh, make a partnership with us. You're probably talking to Lyle. He's this—he's <laughs> an alien. He's a uh, just a yeah. He's an alien light being, optimist, energy being, very powerful. Uh, wow. Yeah, and everybody has a relationship with with psychedelic medicines, and everybody has a relationship with these with um, uh, these let's say profound states of consciousness and sees the purpose of what we're doing. But we also have. One of my developers is uh, Equitas Luck, and he was the lead designer on Desktop Dungeons, and now he's uh, really taking leading role on on further developing Sound Self. So, which means the product has everybody working on the the product has game design experience. We know how to make a game something fun, engaging. So it's not, you know, I think a lot of one of the big issues with digital therapeutics right now is that they they're kind of designed by they're not necessarily designed by people who have who know fun in their bones. <laughs> It's, it's important. If we want something to stick, we want people to want to do it and engage. It has to be engaged. That's, that's very true, man. Uh, I, I've been hearing a lot about digital therapeutics, and it just sounds like they're trying to replace the, the epic system that already exists for clinicians, you know, and it's very uh, dry. And I think it's so cool that you're taking an approach that involves fun, you know, like that has to, (laughs) it has to, otherwise it's, otherwise it's just not going to stick. Otherwise it's not going to be a real viable, you know, one of the big issues with pharmaceutical drugs, other than all the other big issues with pharmaceutical drugs, but one of the big issues is people don't take their prescriptions. Yeah. You know, a doctor will, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, uh, and why don't people take them? Because it's boring and unpleasant. Nobody wants to. And I think we intuit somewhere in our body, like, this doesn't feel right. But you yeah. get people, you know, people go have a massage. Right. It feels good. And because you can feel how, you can feel how it's good for you in your body. It's, it's, it's like, there's a direct one-to-one, you can feel it. You can feel how it's doing. It's the same thing with psychedelics. You go into an ayahuasca journey and you're like, this Maybe this sucks right now, but I can feel how it's good for me. Um, and and I, I come out of the experience a changed person, hopefully, if you, if you took it right. And, and that experience is, is meaningful to me. You know, there's something meaningful about it. So, you, it, like, digital experiences that don't have stickiness or fun are going to be like drugs that you have to open your computer in order to take them. It's just, it's just going to add a step. It's not going to remove a step. So, oh wow! If there was ever a really profound quote in uh, you know sci-fi that I've recorded, that was pretty awesome. You know, just because I was thinking about the nature of psychedelic drugs versus other, you know, let's call them maybe hedonistic drugs, just for lack of a better term. And the thing with the thing with the psychedelics versus heroin or methamphetamine or something is you don't know what to expect with psychedelic medicine. You're going into the unknown every time, and that yeah. is that's, that's what sucks thing. about them. 
<laughs> that's what sucks about them and that's how you grow with them you know that's because true. there's that there's that discomfort and, and <laughs> g- growth is growth happens in discomfort growth oh man when you're warm and you're i'm gonna healthy. go on the record and say psychedelics suck psychedelics <laughs> blow sometimes <laughs> they suck yeah that's <laughs> but, true yeah that's part of the relationship that's true. Sometimes, sometimes they are, are very hard experiences. Uh, you don't, you don't try and um, recreate that in your games, though, right? No, 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 no. And and in fact, okay. I mean, this is one of the benefits of technology is that, like, the moment it starts to kind of suck for you, you something in your brain turns on, and you're like, I'm wearing glasses and headphones, oh, okay. and like, it's like the eject switch. So like uh, you'll go deeper and deeper and deeper as long as you feel comfortable and surrendered into opening up more mm-hmm. and more. That's part of our okay. work as developers is to make you feel more and more comfortable, have the dynamic music system be really elegant and nice as best as we can. You know, there was actually a part of the development of Sound Self where we were just like, let's just try making it really intense. That was, I mean, it worked, but it worked. It, <laughs> but but it was I mean we we and we were actually it was triggering some trauma responses in people. Wow! It doesn't do that. It doesn't do that anymore. Um, right. But that's I mean I think that speaks to the power of the feedback loop. Um, but right. That's, that, right. It is. It is like you're not going to go into it if you start to have a, a, a let's say you start to have a really negative response and the only you absolutely have a choice in that moment. You know you can you can stay in there. Or you can take take off the headset, and so that gives people a feeling of control, which makes it. I mean, you're just not going to have those bad experiences in sound stuff as it is now, which makes it great as a first time experience. Like I've never, let's say, I've never had a unitive state of consciousness. I've never had an altered state of consciousness, and I'm scared of what that's like. And I've heard all these horror stories. It's like, okay, you can have your first taste of that, and it's it's not going to suck. We yeah. promise, it's not going to suck. Okay, fair enough. Because uh, you know that got got me thinking that you know it, it, it probably couldn't be a replacement uh, for psychedelics if it never got tough. Only because it seems that uh, popular opinion seems to be that a lot of the hard work is done in those tough moments that psychedelics kind of produce. Yes, I absolutely agree. And um, I don't think, uh, and uh, I disagree with some some other people in the field in this. I don't think we're going to be replacing these mm-hmm. plant medicines, and I don't think we should be trying to replace the the plant right. medicines. Um, although, although I mean, it, it 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 can in some ways, you know, like we will give you an altered state of consciousness, and we will, you know, I think it adds another um, another class to the. Uh, to the suite of psychedelic tools available, you know, mm. of psychedelics, I'll say, not even psychedelic tools, of psychedelics, digidelics, or um, cyber, uh, let's see, the word we use is technodelics. Digidelics, um, you're good with words, huh? Yeah, 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 well, I can't take yeah. credit for that one. Um, but te- technodelics are um, um, a class of psychedelic. So, but that doesn't mean, you know, the development of, of let's say, 2CB hasn't replaced psilocybin or ayahuasca or um any of these others so that's that's really cool i'm curious the scientific team that you worked with to uh, recreate 
psychedelic states using technology. What was that process like? What is your scientific team like? And just tell me a little bit more about that. Let's nerd out a little bit on that. That's oh, great. Yeah, I'd love to. <clears throat> We've done two studies now. Um, the first was with Dr. Jeff Tarrant, who's a specialist in altered states of consciousness and studying meditation with EEG. Uh, and we did an EEG study with him. Uh, these are all pretty uh, small studies at this point, but we were seeing many of exactly the, the signatures of psychedelic experiences in people's brains and, and consistently so. So I'm talking about an increase of gamma, which, which is, I mean, for those of your listeners who don't understand that, that's, that's huge. That's, you know, you only see these kind of bursts of gamma when a person is deep in meditation after years of study of meditation or in psychedelic states. So we're seeing that wow. we're, we're seeing these, these bursts of gamma. Uh, we're seeing a, that was the thing that blew me away when I saw it. Mm -hmm. I was not expecting to see increased, you know, I was expecting to see, you know, maybe a little decrease of activity in the default mode network, which we see. I was expecting to see maybe a decrease of, of high beta and an increase of alpha, but I was not expecting to see, see the gamma that we're seeing. So there's, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you um, saw this across <clears throat> patients, like, uh, wow, that's in it. for how long were they wearing short 15 minutes, 20 minutes, not long. Yeah. And so then we have these subjective questionnaires that are the same subjective questionnaires that have been used for the psilocybin research. Sure. And, and we're seeing now in, 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 in the altered states of conscious questionnaire breaks it down into a few different things. One of them is bliss. One of them is unity. A few things. Sound self's always been targeting unity. Let's give people unitive states of consciousness. And we're seeing unitive experiences on par with psilocybin after a 15-minute playthrough. Wow. After 15 minutes, that's – I wonder if that's even faster than it takes for a lot of people to metabolize psilocybin. It's a lot faster. Reach, you know, the it's state. It's a lot faster. Uh, now, I want to yeah, yeah. – I'm going to hedge a little bit here because, like, I don't want to step on psilocybin's toes. Psilocybin's my friend. There are things that psilocybin will do that this technology won't, you know. You're not sure. going to necessarily – oh, I've heard of people talking to star beings and ancestors, so maybe it happens. But not as much regularity as, as sure. with psilocybin. Sure. Wow, that's uh, that's super exciting, man. Um, so you've given some really interesting talks, uh, events that we've had in the past, like Psychedelic Capital. Yeah. Uh, the, te the technology panel was really fascinating last time. I encourage our listeners to go back and check that out if they haven't yet. Um, and just tell me what advancements in technology as far as, uh, you know, your sector of gaming and uh yeah, I guess primarily gaming and virtual reality and AR, VR, things of that nature. Uh, <laughs> most immediately, are you looking forward to incorporate into your uh, products and offerings? Virtual reality is great. I love virtual reality and I love what it can do. And some of the, some of the projects that we're looking on bringing into psychedelic therapy spaces are virtual reality. Um, it, the technology is still not quite there yet, but it's coming. And, and I'm sure we're going to start seeing more virtual reality experiences developed for therapeutic ends and being used therapeutically. And there's plenty of research on this, you know, for pain reductions, very, very simple one. You're having a procedure or something, um, you can use virtual reality instead of using a, a anesthetic. That's pretty great. Wow. Yeah. So for uh, local surgery or? I don't know the research well enough to tell you that. 
Um, That's really cool. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. So virtual reality is coming. And I'm a big believer in virtual reality. I'm not as fond of mixed reality or augmented reality for this work, because I think I think for this work, it for therapeutic work, it we really benefit from it being fully immersive. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, there's virtual reality. I think haptics are really important. You know, once you can feel like so, we do sound self right now with Sound Self Pro, the 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 psychedelic version or the psychedelic therapeutic version. We do um, the LED glasses and a vibroacoustic bed or a vibroacoustic vest or something. Vibroacoustics add a lot to the experience. So you're feeling your voice in a different way. You're feeling the sound around you in a different way. It helps melt the senses and it actually helps your body feel. It helps activate the, the vagus nerve. It helps your body feel safer. So I think vibration technology is... Um, that's funny. I say vibration technology. It sounds, you know, so uh, kind of like light language and and uh, and it sounds kind of woo, you know, but I mean, I mean, just speakers or lying on a yeah. speaker. It's good yeah, yeah. for you <laughs> for the same reason that you go to like a like a, a thumping club and you feel you're drawn to the bass, you know, All right. you're brought drawn to the rhythm. It, 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 your, your, your body knows something that's bringing you there. And so there's ways that we can use that same technology therapeutically, just putting the vibrations through your body. And especially so the sound self, having that vibration be connected to your voice. So you're actually feeling your voice move through your body enhances this sense of intimacy and comfort uh, really, really produces a powerful healing effect. It's powerful. So I'm a big fan. Obviously, I'm a big fan of strobing lights for uh, brainwave entrainment and for just you know disabling the part of your mind that's trying to make sense of things and looking for uh the rational part of your mind the the uh uh, i I guess you'd call it your your executive functions sure but being able to give that a a break there's a part of the brain i i know i'll remember in just a little bit but anyways it lights up when we become aware of our own heartbeat so it's really wow. cool, and only only then, you know. So it's really cool when uh, technology like yours makes us more aware of our breath, or makes us more aware of our voice, you know, and the texture of uh, how it sounds, and just becoming more present actually activates and changes our physiology instantly, and that's so yes. powerful. And that brings me to biosensors in general. I think integrating biosensors into into video games are going to really uh, provoke a totally different design space for video games. But when you look therapeutically, being able to use this bio data, not, not for quantifiable ends, like analyzing the data and seeing how you're doing, but for qualifiable ends, like playing your heartbeat back to you. Like uh, Mikey Seagal is a designer who's doing a lot of great work on this stuff. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but there's no. um, uh, the, the people who are working in the space that I'm tracking that I'm most fond of and that I, I most want to work with and that I most want to fund are people who are using um, biosensors. Um, th- now, biosensors have a scalability issue, um, but that's just that's just, you know, a problem to solve. It's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah. They have a scalability issue. It's just because of the cost. <clears throat> and and I think more importantly, they're weird. It's like, okay, so you have this biosensor. Let's say you have this heart rate monitor. 
well, is your software going to respond to this one and this one and this one and this one and this one? Mm -hmm. Or is it just going to respond to this one? And, and because these aren't necessarily very scaled technologies yet, like how are the drivers going to work with your computer? Mm. Is it going to be compatible with, you know, your old version of Windows? Is it going to, it's just, there's so many technical hurdles in order to make it easy. It's like, yes, you right. can and not too expensively, you know, but, but in order for this stuff to really scale, we need, um, uh, we need, uh, some, we need a bridge or we need something that's, that's going to just make it, make it easier for people. And I know a lot of people are, are working on solving this problem. Wow, man, that's really fascinating. I, for one, look forward to the future of psychedelics and gaming and that intersection <laughs> of technology and uh, technodelics. Like, you know, you coined the, the phrase, which I really, really love. I think that's Thanks. awesome. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll direct your, your listeners to the Technodelic Manifesto, which you can just Google and it'll come oh, up okay. and, and it, it, it covers my thoughts on that. I, I'll ask you to, to imagine this future, and I don't think it's a future very far away. It's not even that yeah. crazy optimistic, but just imagine a future, you know, you go into a, um, a, a tech spa. We'll have a better name for it then than a tech spa. Maybe it's just a spa, right? You go into a spa, and uh, some of the the therapeutics that you get to experience there are, or maybe even all of the therapeutics that you get to experience there are, you know, you're lying down on a table, listening to your heartbeat, watching some visuals that correspond to your heartbeat or something, which gets you into a relationship with your heart. You've got a vibroacoustic mat there and these lights so you can play sound self and, and it's playing back spoken affirmations from your loved ones that you, <clears throat> that the, uh, the staff at this location have, has recorded for you when you first signed up for the service so that you're lying there and you're, you're vocalizing into the experience and now you're hearing the spoken affirmations of your loved ones and spoken affirmations from yourself from the last time you were here. Okay, so there's that. And then maybe you lie down, you take a small dose of ketamine and you've got a, mm. a, a project that is creating music that dynamically is generated from your breath and that's guiding you through a meditation there. And so you can have a whole suite of experiences that you could experience on your own or with a lover as a, as a date. Or, or have as part of a therapeutic procedure. Um, excuse me. I mean, procedure. That's such a cold word. But, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, a process. You know, you can sure. be using these in col collaboration with a therapist or a coach or something. And this could be how you spend your Saturday afternoon. You come back feeling, you know, like your soul's been massaged or something. And all of this is is you know done with with tech. But it's more yeah. it's more heart centered technology. Heart centered technology. That's an amazing phrase, and I love that. I love the consciousness and the mindfulness behind <laughs> that. You know, it it sounds like the intention behind what you do and uh, and the passion behind it all. It comes from a really genuine place, you know. And I think that's a really refreshing, but also necessary characteristic for people that lead in this industry, you know, to lead it in the right direction and in, in an ethical uh, direction that can serve the most people in the best way. Uh, and I, I think that you and your team <coughs> and, uh, Andromeda are doing just that. And so, I mean, what a, what a great note, I suppose, to start to close the episode on. Um, however, I know we could chat forever because you're just a very interesting person. Uh, Robin, I like I like to always give my guests the last word um, on my episodes. Uh, just a message you like to share or 
a story or anything, you know, just uh, the mic is yours. The floor is yours. Please. Go sure. Ahead. Well, I'll just share an invitation, which is if you want to, if you want to start using these technologies, we're, we're very, very active in our relationships with our clients in order to, to build this into the best community of users as possible and, and give people the best experience as possible. So it's a really great time to develop a relationship with us and develop a relationship with these technologies. So if you're interested in uh, purchasing one of these systems, you're starting to use it, you could go to soundself.com slash pro, or you could just reach out to us. The uh, Heather at Enter, excuse me, Enter Andromeda is uh, my URL for, for the company as a whole, different for the product. If you email Heather at enterandromeda.com, she'll help you get set up with the product. And if you want to talk to me, you can email me at robin at enterandromeda.com. We're definitely looking for collaborations and other folks in the business to, to help distribute this technology into the, into the places where it can do the best work it can. And also oh, just want to offer blessings to everybody who's in this sector. It's such important work right now. And uh, I see a, a brotherhood and sisterhood of people doing really powerful work in this space and grateful for the opportunity to communicate with you. Oh, absolutely. And the pleasure is, is all mine. Like I said, this is an episode I've been really excited about. It was such a privilege and an, an honor to watch you at SciCap and uh, the tech panel you did. Honestly, it's one of my favorite panels of all our SciCaps in the year. Microdose has been uh, Microdose. You know, really, it was so fascinating. You really piqued my interest. And I'm glad we got to flesh out some of the topics even further in this episode of uh, Sci-Fi here today. So thank you so much, Robin, for joining us. And uh, I really can't wait for next time, you know? My pleasure. Thank you very much. So everybody, that's another exciting episode of the Sci-Fi Podcast, where we talk to leading industry clinicians, experts, and researchers to unravel the mystery that is psychedelic science. Today, we had Robin Arno, the CEO of Andromeda Entertainment. And uh, I'm your host, Gaurav Dubey, the content editor over at Microdose Psychedelic Insights. Uh, our website is microdose.buzz and on social media, Microdose HQ. And it would be really great for everyone to subscribe to our podcast, be it on YouTube, Stitcher, or iTunes, and leave us a review that goes a really long way for visibility. If you could just leave a review and let us know what you think, uh, we can have more great guests like Robin on and keep the show uh, rolling. So thank you so much, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining the Sci-Fi Series. Brought to you by Microdose and the Conscious Fund. Visit our website at www.microdose.buzz.